Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we're going to talk about Twin Peaks Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. And uh, we'll start off spoiler free, I guess, just in case you haven't seen Twin Peaks before and you're wondering should I get into it, especially since it's coming back this year. And to be fair, to varying degrees, both of us are in that situation of, we want this spoiler free, like, in comment sections, please. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, a bit, bit of backstory here, as far as our history with David Lynch specifically, and a little bit with the show. I'm a David Lynch fan, I have seen, not all of his movies, but a good majority of them, some of which I actually really love. I have seen season one of this before a long time ago. I have forgotten most of it. I remembered liking it. So there's only there's one or two things I remember that will stop me from speculating about a couple of things in this episode. But for the most part, I have forgotten everything, so it shouldn't affect uh, the discussion that much. On the other hand, though, Connor's not seen anything by David Lynch. I've not. It's it's if you said, "Oh, it's very David Lynch," I'd know exactly what you meant. I know exactly what to expect in but that regard, but I've never it. experienced it. No, well, with the with the exception of as once I started, I realised I did study a few pieces of the music. Yes, music's very, very uh, iconic. You, you know what? You know it's this show as soon as within. Yeah, it was something that I'd I'd forgotten that I'd studied it until yeah. I heard it. Like, there's two themes that I did from this episode. It's like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, since you've never seen David Lynch, I, I certainly was. Going into this, I was thinking, huh, I wonder... Because there was always the chance that after one episode of this, Connor would say to me, I hated this, this was silly, what the hell, I don't want to do another episode of this. So I am deeply curious, Connor, did you enjoy the pilot of Twin Peaks? Very much. Oh, good. Very, very much, yes. Good. Fantastic. We're safe, don't we? Well, like you said, uh, I knew what to expect, and yeah. I like other directors of that sort of style. Don't get me wrong, this is far from his weirdest. I'm sure, but... But, yeah. You know, like things like Refn, which I'm a big fan of, mm, think, yeah. I'll probably be okay with Lynch. I will say this, though, can you imagine watching this on ABC in 1990? I know, that is a strange thing. That's a stranger thing to wrap my head around than anything David Lynch has ever done in my mind. Yeah, like coming to Showtime, I can see them having something like this, but this has been on ABC. Like, imagine this on like today's ABC schedule next to... What the ABC do now? <laughs> I don't know. Probably some legal dramas. I mean, we watched S.H.I.E.L.D., obviously. I was, I was going to say Desperate Housewives, but that's been over for years. They've got their um, Shonda Rhimes. Uh, the point stands. It's very unique and not really in their, in their wheelhouse... Which it's is, not. it's not a surprise that it ended up not lasting that long in the grand scheme no. of things. No, it's not really. So what is Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks is a murder mystery. It starts with the finding of a body of a high school girl in a small town, Twin Peaks, the population of which is under 10,000, if I remember the sign at the start of the episode correctly. Oh, no, Maybe, sorry. I think it was 15. Fif- no, it was 50,000. 50, 50. yeah. 50. I knew there was a five. Because I remember looking at it and going, oh, that was more than I expected. Because it, it still feels like a small town. Because, I mean, 50,000 is still small, but... But it's more than you think when you think, oh, yeah. small. Yeah. So, yeah, it's this, this small, very northern town. I think uh, Cooper says it's five miles from the Canadian border. So, very northern US. Yeah, five miles south. And, yeah, he's the FBI agent. He comes in and it's about just who killed Laura Palmer. That that was almost the, the line of the show is who, who killed Laura Palmer. It became like a famous thing big mystery and it's david lynch very weird very stylized lots of uh 
especially for the time, lots of filming techniques you wouldn't have seen in a TV show and, you know, really iconic music, stuff like that. And that's kind of it. It's the investigation and just a general kind of all these cookie characters in this town and how they react to this murder. And that's the show. So, we, I mean, I wanted to eventually get through this anyway, but the announcement of a, a new season, a comeback season, coming this yeah. year, obviously, is motivation to do so. And we will be going through this one per week for now. We will be speeding up, though, after a little while, because we now know when the show's coming back. It was actually just announced today. We've not even spoke about this on our news uh, video yet that we do every week. It's coming back in May, May 21st. So yeah. we will have to finish, and by finish I mean watch season one, season two, and the movie Fire Walk with Me, all before May twenty first. So that will happen. We will do that. We'll be caught up nice and time. Yeah, you can work out the math for yourself if you really want, but clearly it's too long to do it one a week like our original plan. Yeah, yeah, it's about nineteen weeks, so we have to, you know, double up some weeks here or there. Yeah, maybe triple towards the end. And triple towards the end. But that, that's the plan. So we're going to go through the whole thing. Hopefully you enjoy the ride with us. If you've not seen it before, by all means, uh, join us week to week and uh, enjoy the discussion between each episode. And if you have seen it, uh, hopefully our our reactions to the insanity might amuse you. And maybe rewatch along anyway as a little bit of a refresher before the new season starts. You've had your homework, so that's... Mm. Uh, so obviously I asked Connor if he liked it, and he did. That's good. I obviously also like it. I like Lynch. I liked this one. I watched it the first time, and my first observation, and I said this to Connor before we went to watch it, I said, "It amazes me how relaxed the uh, opening titles are." Mm. I think they play for like thirty, forty seconds before the what a single title even comes up. It's just music, and the water, and like a like the machinery for cutting the wood. Yeah, the saw. The saw. Well, yeah, but it's a specific saw. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's sharpening the the saw. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you say saw, you just think of a small. Well, big lumber saw. Big lumber sawmill saw. Yeah. saw. But the point the point is, is it, it sits on this with the music playing for like a yeah. long time before the title comes up. Do you know like, what? The the, the title credits went on so long. They weren't bad or wrong. I like the yeah. music. They were nice. But it went on a while. It's like I'm curious. How long was that? It was about two minutes forty five. Two minutes forty-five. That is That's, a long time for time. You would not get away with that now. No, you even HBO and stuff like that, who by today's standards have a long title. Yeah, seconds. they're pushing maybe ninety seconds for Game of Thrones. Yeah, they would never do it this long. No, not a chance. But again, I don't know if that was more common back then. I don't think it was. I feel like titles, especially on network TV, have always been typically a minute or less. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing credits that long so this might just be lynch being like lynch and like, yeah i'm having a, a long title sequence with oh to be fair and it's i mean obviously we said it's it's goes on for like 40 seconds before even the title of the show comes up before it starts the, with the credits this does have an absurdly large cast so even if you took out those like 40 seconds the initial quiet bit it would still be like two minutes long it is a ridiculously big cast which presents the problem of a lot of names that we have to remember yeah, now. Yeah, I, I will apologise now. We have tr- we've got the list up, we'll try our best with all the names, but there's a good chance that a couple of them will fall through the the, the cracks for the first few reviews, just because there's a lot of them. This is a res- absurdly big cast. Yeah. Absurd. Anyway, let's get into it. Like I can say, we'll start spoiler-free. I, I, I like this a lot. I think it's very stylized. I think... It's very soap opera in a lot of ways. One one of the things that I'd forgotten from my first viewing is just how many of these, these characters are in relationships with each other. 
And then on top of that, how many of the characters in relationships are also having affairs behind each other's backs? Yeah, it, it does feel very soap opera in that sense. And also the way everyone's connected. And I know that's small town, but that kind of, mm. in a way, typifies soap operas for me as well. They're always like a small yeah. section of, of a place. But what separates it, though, is A, I think it's very self-aware that it's doing this. And B, it's very, very stylized in the way that it portrays all of this. Yeah. You know, I think the first time it cuts to school, is this sort of little sort of swing music kind of kicks in as the as uh, Donna's walking down the hallway, and it's like that's that's just it takes its time to establish all the the scenes in this way where you'll have music playing and characters walking into rooms. Typically, things you would never do in network TV. Certainly not at this time. No, not at all. Uh, you know, it'd be a much more quicker pace. They're worried about losing interest. This is nice and very deliberate, slow pacing. As it's meant to be. And one of my favourite things about the episode, actually, is Dale, Dale Cooper, played by uh, Kelly McLachlan, is arguably the main character because he's the FBI agent. He's the one that's at the, the centre of everything, isn't he? He's going to yeah. be the connective list- tissue to everything else. And he's the first person they confirmed was coming back, so clearly, yeah. big deal. Everyone remembers him. And I like that we don't actually meet him until about... 30, 40 minutes into the episode. I think it's about 40, yeah. It, I think it's... Yeah, Part, about 40 minutes. Well, I'm just ballpark. You, you, you're you keeping track more than I am, apparently. Well, I was intrigued, because obviously, I, again, I knew he was the main yeah. character going in, and I, I, when, he, when he first popped up, I was like, huh, I haven't seen him yet. This this has actually been going on a while. Well, I like about it. I like how it starts, because the first scene is the finding of the body, and... It snowballs from there. Everything that follows that is like the parents finding out, the classmates finding out, everyone finds out, and it plays out in a very, very well-structured way where they all lead on to each other in a really yeah, natural it's, progression. It's very methodical in that sense. It's yeah. like, well, of course this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and yeah, it just follows exactly what you expect in that sense. Yeah, there's a great moment. It's actually it's when the... So we find out who the, who the girl is. You know, the doctor and the sheriff come and they, they check checker and it cuts to her mother uh, Laura Palmer's mother and she's like in the kitchen and she's shouting up you know Laura where are you time for school blah 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 and she's not responding and we've just heard that it's her we know it's her we as the audience know that she's the the girl who's just been found and she goes to check upstairs because she's not responding goes upstairs to check and the camera this is just a bit of camera work that I love the camera just stays in this one shot very low angle, looking up at the stairs, and you can see sort of see like Laura's bedroom door at the corner. There's another sort of door just off camera, sort of mm. behind it at the top of the stairs. And we see all this plays out where she goes up and she checks the door and she's not there and she's like, "Wait, why is she not here?" She goes to check another door and she's looking from the bathroom, so on. Camera stays down here the entire time, and what I love about it is a we don't have to see or not find her because we already know she's dead. Yeah, and b it's it makes the house look scary. In a really Does. subtle way. It's a very, like, the stairway looks imposing. Like, this is big, scary, and empty. Now, it's interesting because it makes, it makes everything feel cramped while where we are feel big. Because yeah. we, we, we're seeing the one location, so obviously, like, the staircase, it feels big because we're there. And it snowballs but to the father. We're not seeing anything else. Yeah, yeah. it snowballs to the father. And I'll talk more about that when we get spoilers. I don't want to spoil all the, the little techniques that he goes, but just simple things like that. It made every, every scene at the start of the episode feel important. And each yeah. step of finding out who was who, and it introduces everyone in connection to Laura. Every single person in the town is connected to her, which is why it's almost important that Cooper comes last because he's not yeah. in the town. He's the the FBI who comes on outside 
to investigate. Everyone else, we learn about them as their connection. It's either Laura's parents, Laura's friend, Laura's sort of help worker, sort of her psychiatrist, and so on. I'm just, so I'm just wondering the order they're introduced. It almost feels like the the people who've known her longest through to yeah, yeah, the kinda. newest. Obviously, with the parents, obviously they're the longest and they're the first. And then, like you say, we have the FBI who only know about it because it's a case at the very end. And it feels like, mm. like the order they go through could be that. Yeah, and it goes goes through all that. And it's it, at the same time, it establishes that it's not going to be a straight murder mystery that you might be used to seeing. We, I think when the sheriff gets the call about the body, you know, we, we have the, the guy who works at the, the sawmill, finds her, mm. and makes the call. And it's Lucy, the receptionist at the, the sheriff's department, who picks up the phone. And she's like, oh, someone, you know, the guy's calling for you. I've put it through to the phone. And there's this, like, 30-second almost comedy bit with her over-describing what phone she's talking about and describing yeah. the scene. And it's really funny, but it right away establishes there's going to be quirkiness to this. We're going to have characters who are a little bit off and do silly things. There's a few bits in this that actually made me genuinely laugh. Oh yeah, there is. There's a few. Yeah. I spoke about all the relationships. There was a point towards the end where they established yet a new relationship that I started laughing because it was getting so ridiculous to how many yeah. of these characters... It was almost like inbreeding how many of these characters are all at it. It was getting severe. Yeah. But it's kind of the point. It's kind of over the top and it's it's yeah. playing out in this... Uh, this scenario and then cooper comes in and he is so different to everyone else he's like he's like astounded at the town he's never been in this type part of the country before he's talking about the trees he's talking about the wildlife uh the food here's great everything he's just he's impressed with everything and he mixes yeah. that in with talking about the case as if that's normal yeah and everyone's sort of taken aback so again it's, it's, it sets up his character as the outsider which in a way even though he's not introduced until that so far into the episode we kind of connect with him in the most in the weird way because he is the outsider like we are. Yeah, and then it's it's also how we learn a lot of other people is they're explained to him because yeah, they're absolutely. like, oh, this is who you need to know. This is this person. That's their role in the town. And obviously it makes sense for him to be told that because it's an investigation. But it helped, But then we're told through proxy. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah, very, very well established, very well set up. The mystery itself is very intriguing. You find out that even the characters who knew Laura didn't know as much as they thought they did about her, mm. and that leads to a lot of a uh, lot of great little build up. So, I I would, it's definitely got its very a very unique tone. Yeah, it's very it's very Lynch, but at the same time, it's a sort of different kind of Lynch because he has kind of adapted his own style for TV. Yeah, um, I will say before we go any further, I'm interested to see the second episode because obviously this is much longer than a regular episode. It's a bit bit over twice the length, maybe. I think so, yeah. I can't work it out. But, yeah, it, it's and it feels slow. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean everything is very deliberate, methodical. Like, it takes its time. I'm wondering to see how that plays out on a shorter timescale per episode. On that note, I actually really want to compliment it for that because we often talk about how pilots these days often don't get the double pilot treatment yeah. and they always feel they could use it, especially on network TV. And the one example recently that did have a double pilot, which was Emerald City, instead of using the double pilot to actually, you know, flesh out all of the, the actual setup, it just sped through two episodes worth of material and it yeah, felt it, just as rushed as normal. It basically just pretended it was two separate episodes, whereas this 
absolutely did not. If if you wanted to, you could maybe split it when when Cooper arrives. Yeah, maybe, but it would be weird. But it would be yeah. weird. Like you could maybe edit in a gap, but it's not. It's one episode. It is long. It is slow, but it takes its time to establish everything. It's all on the first day as well because it ends with the end of the night of like the end yes. of the morning, early morning. And at the end of the episode, it's night time. It's the, that night. Yeah. All takes place in this first day of the case. Yeah. Which is cool. well, it's, actually, it's actually kind of impressive how quickly Cooper gets there. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Well, yeah, you think. It, it was early morning when they, when they find the yeah, body. Yeah. It's before school. And then he, you, you fly in. Depends where Batsy's coming from, I suppose. Well, I think he drove he, in because he talked about stop, he, dri- he, he drives in there. as well, but I guess he could have just rented a car from an airport. Depends if yeah, I suppose it depends if there's an airport. Yeah, it and I, like, depends uh, how far away. Yeah, that's true. But no, I I think it's very well paced. I think it sets up the mystery very well. I think, despite the fact that there's so many characters, I feel like I came out of this. Even if I can't remember all the names instantly, I remember who what they function as in the plot. Yeah, very well. That and that's something that you have to praise this this long episode for. It makes sure you know who everyone is before it moves on to someone else. Yeah, and the the, the really. It's almost really impressive that despite the fact that there are so many relationships and so many affairs, I can probably, uh, you know, maybe I could use a chart, but I'd, I think I could tell you. I feel like I can are. keep track of most yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, despite the fact that there are so many characters and we're, we're questioning motivations, like, because obviously it's a murder mystery, so that anyone could be the killer, potentially. Yeah, that's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah, so, and it's funny, there's a couple of characters that have not been introduced yet that I remember being weirder than the ones that have been introduced. Right, okay. Uh, there's some minor characters in this that pop up again, like Log Lady, you know, she, she's just kind of staple of the show. That gave me, a, that was one of my times where it gave me a good chuckle. <laughs> we call Log Lady? Yeah, yeah, because he's asking, like, he's in a room going, oh, who's that? And they're telling him, and she goes, he goes, oh, who's that with a log? And he goes, it's Log Lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was good. Yeah, a lot, lot, lot of really good stuff. Actually. So I, th- I think there's not much more we can talk about without spoilers. There's not. It's really hard, isn't it? Uh, I will say, uh, for the most part, the cast is really good. There's one or two that are maybe too over the top. But this is the real thing about this show and Lynchy style, that over-the-top acting kind of fits in with it because it is kind of surreal. It is, and it's like, is it over the top or am I just not used to it yet? The, the one who stuck out as being particularly worse than everyone else was the slightly abusive demanding boyfriend of uh, the waitress. Yeah, that felt, rather than being over the top, it just felt a bit more cliche. It felt cliche, but I, I think his acting was definitely... Yeah, I think that's why it felt cliche, because yeah. everyone else is kind of... It is cliche things, but it's being pulled off in this weird manner, whereas his just felt, oh, this is just typical cliche stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so that will be the, the, the one acting criticism. But everyone else is pretty good, and... Even if they are being kind of over the top and they're being very melodramatic, it's a very intentional melodramatic. Oh, absolutely. And you can't deny that there's a style and tone into all this. Like, you, there's no way you watch this and go, that was a normal normal TV episode. No way. No. So, yeah, we'll get full spoilers now for episode one of Twin Peaks. It's the pilot. So, full spoilers from this point on. So, I want to talk more about the, the opening, like, half hour as, it, as it's revealing to everyone. Like, everyone's finding out that she's dead. Yeah, which works really well because mother, I spoke about the camera down the bottom of the stairs. She's looking at the rooms. We don't know, right? Mm. Then we introduce her father. We don't know she's her father at first. We just see yeah. sort of uh, Ray Wise is playing him, Leland, Leland Palmer, and uh, him and another business guy are making this pitch to these uh, for I think we're German. I want to say 
uh, sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. That that sort of area of Europe, for yeah. sure. And they've got a translator, and he's translating, and they're tra- they're selling them on the industry, but also the safety of the town is mm. essentially what's happening. And he he gets a phone call. He's like, "Oh, sorry, it's your wife." And like, okay, I'll take it. I'll leave the meeting. I'll go and talk to her. And it's you know, it's his wife. It's Mrs. Palmer, and she, she's on the phone. And she's like, "Oh, Laura's not home. She's not here." No one knows she is, and he's you know he makes the natural assumption. Oh, she's with her boyfriend Bobby, like which he's... we'd already seen her do because she phoned yeah around to see oh is, mm. is she with him like and he's and she, the yeah. other mother was like nope he's gone out and yeah. maybe I mean, they're together yeah I mean I mean she says oh no he's missing as well I was like well that, that works out they're probably together that's not anything to worry about but as soon as he says that the sheriff walks in the door. I think it's really clever because while this conversation is going on, you see the car pull up in yeah. the background through the window. And you know what's coming, because obviously we know. It's expertly directed in that sense, to see in the car and knowing that it's coming. But when yeah. he walks in, it's, it's when it's when he notices the sheriff. When he yeah, notices he the goes, sheriff... He goes up to the desk and then asks. Yeah. He goes up to the desk and he looks up and he sees him at the desk and he turns around and looks at him and they make eye contact. And because he's just... like His wife's worried that she's missing and he's just realised the sheriff's here to look for him. Yeah, and he goes straight to the worst because he knows. And he knows, yeah, and it's not even a, it's not a leap. Like you get it. Like if you, if you, if your daughter's missing, and then you find out the sheriff's looking for you at your place of work. Yeah, it's a, it's that natural parental instinct to be yeah. uh, worried for your children and assume the worst, which yeah. you know see all the time. And it's great. And she's still on the phone, and she's hearing bits of it over the phone while the sheriff's tell, telling, telling them. It's uh, that leads to one, one of my favorite moments in this whole section is this scene ends, it kind of cuts back to the phone just kind of dangling down on the chair and you can just hear her like sobbing through it. And I thought it was just such a good, great touch that it just, you kind of forget the phone was there for most of it. And then it's just, oh, just a reminder that now she knows as well, like for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it's, it's after here where we're introduced to the school characters. We're introduced to Donna, uh, her friend Audrey, who's a bit of a, a rebel, we get more of her later. And uh, James, who's her friend and seems to be friends with Laura as well. And Bobby comes into school, and Bobby's taken away. We've already been interested, Bobby. Actually, that's a good point. But yeah, Bob, we had the scene like the the diner, the diner, and he's he's with his his another girl who's not his girlfriend. Yeah, and she also seems to. Well, I don't think she's in high school though, because she her, she seems to be in a married relationship, and she's working as well. Yeah. So he seems to be dating someone a little bit older, but she they they have a secret relationship and. I don't even think at this point we know he's supposed to be Laura's boyfriend. Maybe if we caught his name, maybe they're known. I think no, I think you do. I'm, I think because yeah. um, is it is it Norma, the one behind the bar? Yeah, yeah. She she calls him by by his name. Okay, that's yeah, true. And but we see that he's worried about uh, as he puts it, her old man. Uh, yeah, is he is he home? And they, they see his truck there, and he panics, and they but they back up so she can come in on her own. So we've been interested to him, but he comes out of school and they take they take him to talk to the sheriff because uh, obviously he's the first person they go to, especially when they find out oh you were with her at some point, yeah, last night, and they're taking him off. And it's while he's off that we're interested to all the other characters in the school, and they go into class, and the teacher's calling out the register. And it's funny because even though I've seen this before, I'd forgotten a lot of these scenes, and I was really expecting her to get to Laura Palmer's name, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she wouldn't be there. That's what I was expecting. So it's such yeah. the the obvious thing to do. But one of the deputies comes in and tells the, tells the teacher, informs the teacher that the principal's going to make an announcement, blah, blah, blah. And Donna notices like the teacher and the, the, the deputy having the conversation. 
and she looks over to where Laura sits and she's not there. She makes the link as well. And she makes the link. And again, it's a logical enough link. I mean, I wouldn't say she would necessarily be right, but I would. I completely understand in her position being worried that that is the most likely possibility. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, sure, it could be someone else, but the police are at the school, teacher looks notably upset. This is and they're in this news. class as well, not just the school. They've come to this teacher to tell them. This class, and she's the only one in the room missing. You yeah. know, there's, there's enough there. Like, If there was like three kids missing and it was normal, there were three kids off that day, sure. And and that's why I like that it goes through the register for quite a while before this, because it, it tells mm. you, no, look, they're all here. Yeah, yeah, you get that real sense, and everyone kind of gets it. And, you know, the principal makes an announcement and all that. But I just, I love how it snowballs and we learn who all these people are through their connection to Laura. And it yeah. makes sense as they're introduced one by one. And that's really cool. So, I, I think that's cool. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, Cooper comes to the town. And he's a character right away. He's, he's constantly on his tape recorder talking to Diane, who will be... I wonder if we'll learn more about Diane later because I, I remember this vividly that he always talks in the tape recorder to Diane whoever's going to be taking mm. taking his notes or keeping his records and I'm just wondering if we ever meet her or whatever in season 2 and get get to see who Diane, Diane is but yeah I like that he just kind of rambles to her as well oh yeah because he starts talking about what he had for lunch oh that was great pie yeah uh, it's like if you're ever up here you got to go get it yeah go go get that pie trees are great as well is it... Kipper come on stay, stay on task here the case is, case is at hand I feel bad for 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 Diane. She's, gonna, she's just like, I want to just do my job, and I got to listen to all this rambling nonsense. I want. I bet he's only made to take one tape, but he goes with like ten because he, he rambles so much. He has to go through like ten tapes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like having the, the sheriff there inter- interactions. Like the sheriff's like happy for him to come into the case, and he's even like like some small you know local law enforcement can sometimes when you know FBI steps in, they don't like that they take charge, and the sheriff's like, no, 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 whatever, I'll help you. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I'm, I'm building up to this this hospital bit is because I want to talk about the, the psychiatrist that they run into. Yes. This cookie psychiatrist has got plugs in his ears and he chases down the sheriff. The sheriff clearly doesn't want to talk to him. And he, he introduces himself to Cooper and he's like, oh, Laura was seeing me and her parents didn't know. The really small touch I want to bring up about this scene that I love, and I don't know if I noticed it in my first viewing, but I definitely noticed it in this one. He's got a tie, right? He's wearing a tie. And sure. on the tie, there's a little hula girl. He's got a really sort of, it's, it's almost a far too animated a tie for a, a doctor to be wearing, but he's wearing a tie with a hula girl on it. But the skirt on the hula girl is an actual, it's like little beads or whatever. That's, you know, it's little strands yeah. that are actually coming down. It's actually got like a sort of 3D skirt element. As he says, Laura was seeing him. He's playing with it with his finger, and the finger's up the skirt. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's subtle. That's so good. I didn't catch that, I'll be honest. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, man, oh, how many how many people has Laura been sleeping with? Seriously. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. Because one, one of the things that we constantly learn throughout this episode is that not only did she have Bobby, not only was she secretly with James, there's then implications that there was maybe other people. Yeah. You know, there's like constant threats of maybe she was sleeping with him, maybe she was sleeping with him. See, this psychiatrist, there was, it did cross my mind because of the way he said, oh, her parents didn't know about me, like that she was seeing me. And it's felt like that, but I didn't catch the, the, the bit with the tie. Oh, it was really simple, but I was like, oh, that's really, I don't know if I, maybe I didn't notice it and I've just forgotten, but I just thought, oh, that's really good, Lynch. You yeah, that's clever. Things. Uh, but no, I like that. So yeah, he uses his smarts and he, he finds this letter under her fingernail and it's connected to a case that was in another part of the state uh, years, was it a year ago or something? I think it was earlier in the year, maybe. Earlier in the year, yeah. So yeah. he knows it's 
not a first-time kill. Whoever this is, this is his second victim. And we meet a girl who would have been the third, who escaped for whatever reason. She's delirious. She's been bound. We can see her hands have been tied. And she's in the hospital now, but she's not really speaking much yet. Yeah, and we're, we're told that she's been raped as well. We're told that she's been raped. And it's not until they find the security... Because they find a lot of stuff in Laura's like room or possession. They find a tape. They find a key to a security deposit box. It's when they find the box, there's a... A magazine, uh, an erotic magazine, and it's yeah. I think it's the escort section. There's this this third girl is circled, mm. so she's an escort, and it's like, well, what was she into? And Cooper even thinks there's traces of cocaine in the bag, although they're not, not tested it yet. But he's convinced, yeah, that the white powder is cocaine, and he's convinced that everyone doesn't know Laura as much as they thought. Even the sheriff's like, oh no, Laura wouldn't do that. You didn't know her. She's the prom yeah. queen. But actually, one of the best moments is after they all start crying in class when they've all realised she's she's died the camera goes out of the hallway and there's this great nice shot going down the hallway and then it goes into the, the you know the the trophy case with all yeah. the trophies and then there's a photo of her and her I assume prom queen head headdress mm. kind of thing yeah it's really it's also the, the, the shot that the credits uh, played over as well which is nice oh yeah so it is but uh, no I really like that moment so yeah this idea that there's more to her than, than met the eye yeah, that, that's what this whole episode is kind of about in a way. Obviously, it introduced everyone. It's like, okay, there's a there's a murder and it's a mystery. But it's it's more specifically about who was she. Yeah, what was she wrapped on it, up in? Because we assume, okay, James is probably the guy who shot this video. You know, the tape they found in the camera that Bobby did not like seeing. You know, Bobby was very upset about this. and Bobby and his buddy, who, his buddy who is dating uh, Donna and is very abusive about that relationship. Yeah, they they like clearly think it's him when they learn it's a letter J because they read a diary and there's a letter J. So there's a lot of details that I'm kind of going back on because I'm like, oh yeah, they, I have to explain where they got that. Yeah, but they they want to beat him up, and all this is going down. It's, it's such a thick case already with all these possibilities of who could it been. But even we find out at the end when James finally speaks to Donna about it, he's like, look, I was with her last night. She was acting weird. She wasn't the the Laura that I was used to, and. After you know, I wasn't with her all night. She left. She 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 said some weird things about me. Backtracking about to happen here as well. Oh yeah, I'm going to talk about what you said as well. Yeah, Uh, about how something to do with Bobby killing someone Hmm. is what what she told him, and it's like okay, so did he? he, If he killed someone, who did he kill? Is her dying a retaliation of someone else dying? How deep does this rabbit hole go? Yeah, it is like almost anyone could have done it at this point. Yeah, and also a security deposit box. There was like 10 grand just sitting in it. High school kid, 17 years old. Where is she getting 10 grand? I mean, I'm inclined to think maybe she was an escort as well. Sounds like a possibility. I mean, that, that, that that was my assumption, but I'm trying not to assume anything because I'm guessing that means I'm probably wrong. <laughs> um, I might remember that, and I I don't know if I'm if I'm sure on it. So I'm not going to say. I'll just okay. The one thing I do remember. This is another thing that's set up throughout the episode. Is they find they get the crime scene where things seemingly went down. Yes. And they find a bit of paper saying "Firewalk with me." I have no idea what that means. I just know that it's the name of the movie that comes after the two seasons, so it's oh, obviously nice. important. Yeah. And they find a necklace, which is uh, which was Laura's, and it was a uh, one of one of those ones where it's a heart that's split in half, and then there's like a, a matching set. Yeah, and you give it to the other person. Yeah. And we find out that James had the other the half of this, but 
Donna knows that the police are looking for this heart, this necklace, so she makes them bury it just before they show up at the end, and uh, that's fine. So he, he he knows he has to wait the police, and he's like, I don't have an alibi for last night, but at least for, for now he seems innocent. Yeah, he's got uh, as much going for him as anyone else. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is Cooper is pretty sure that Bobby didn't do it. And he's also, I think he's also sure that he didn't do it either because when they roll up the police car and Donna's like, he didn't do anything and he kind of like just quietly says, yeah, you're probably right. But, yeah. you know, he, he's got very good instincts or at least he believes in his instincts. Yeah. Uh, almost to a, a supernatural degree how good he is at uh, figuring this stuff out. Yeah, it was with Bobby. He kind of just says, no, it wasn't him. He didn't do it. But he carries on his ladder question anyway, just just for show. He just taps it on this little uh, 90s piece of technology that I have no idea what to call because we don't have them anymore. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either. That was like, kind of like a, a pager with a screen. I'm going to say Filofax, but I don't know if that's oh, right. Oh, that sounds about right. I don't know. That may be one of the things that you have in the... That may just be more of a paper thing, though. I don't know if that's actually... The... We're too young for this, aren't we? <laughs> we are too... I was one when this started. <laughs> Ah, oh, was is before me. Yeah, you weren't even born yet. Yeah, and you know we're not completely ignorant of of technology in that sense. Oh no, of course but, not. But this this is a very specific type of technology that wasn't used that much. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about tapes earlier on, and um, we know people who wouldn't even know how to use a tape. Oh god, I've heard of teenagers not even knowing how to open a CD case. Let that sink I in. don't know how to react to that. <laughs> <laughs> these kids today <laughs> little menaces oh, no. uh, but yeah so that's 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 a thing and at the end of the episode the sort of ending cliffhanger moment is we see someone at night out with a, a torch a flashlight dig it up and take the necklace yeah all, all you see is a, a gloved hand yeah I will say this I do remember who took it okay this is the one big thing I, I remember the reveal of who has that necklace okay so I will not speculate on that subject because I, I do remember that in that case i shall not speculate in case your reaction gives anything away unintentionally go ahead <laughs> i'm sorry i can't seriously <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to let you speculate I here i know i know but it's really hard to uh, to to do shall that I turn when... around? no 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 <laughs> um I don't know. The problem is there are so many people that it could have been still because there's a glove tan, maybe a bit of a, a flannel shirt that you see. I don't know. I'm feeling y- you want to assume someone in the in the lumber mill, but I have no idea. I'm kind of willing to just kind of go with it at this point. I'm just smirking the whole time because it's just, just funny that I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I get that. Speaking of the lumber mill, let's talk about some of the, the town dynamics that we've not touched upon yet. So... Lumber Mill is run by this uh, Asian woman from Hong Kong. Yes. Who was the new wife of the guy who owned the Lumber Mill, but he died six years ago and left her everything. And his sister, who also runs it with her, isn't happy about this. They have a bit of a rivalry. And the fact the guy who finds the body is uh, her husband. Yes. Uh, in the Lumber Mill as well. So that, that's that. And you've got the, the, the business guys who was working with uh, Laura's Palmer, Laura Palmer's father, wants this Lumber Mill and wants this land. So he's yeah. trying to get in that. We find out that the sheriff is having a relationship with this Asian woman. Fine. They, they, they don't appear to be cheating on anyone, so that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, we're not entirely sure about the sheriff, at least. I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't seem like he is, but we, we don't know for sure. Sure, sure. Uh, other characters were introduced to throughout this episode. 
Donna and James have an older guy friend. I don't know if it's meant to be his dad yet. I don't think it is. Maybe it is. I didn't, I didn't get that impression, but could be but, wrong. But yeah, uh, who I'm pretty sure the actor playing him is... Uh, it's Big Ed. He owns the, a gas station or a mm. garage. Uh, he, I'm pretty sure he's the actor who plays the villain in Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. I'm I have pre- not seen that. So <laughs> I'm pretty I cannot, sure. I cannot carbate that for you. That shows the type of movies I was watching growing up as a kid that I recognise him from that. But yeah, see, see the the people I recognise for this are like Carl Clarke, Ray Wise. You know, the people you you're supposed to recognise now. What about Lara Flynn, Flynn Boyle? You don't recognise her? Well, yeah, but I'm just I thought I'll pick a couple rather yeah, okay, than okay. go down the list. So, <laughs> so yeah, he he's a character. He's got a wife who's got an eye patch and is constantly nagging at. He's, she's shouting across because he lives across the road from the, his work, and yep. she's constantly shouting across the street to go and get drapes and put the drapes up because she needs drapes. Yeah. And okay, that's fine. But then we find out he's having a relationship, an affair with Norma, who works at the diner. Yeah. With the other waitress who has the the sort of demanding husband. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is getting tangled already. We're one episode in. Is. And to make matters worse, at the end of this, so just after James tells Donna about all of the stuff that happened with Laura, they kiss. And for a split second, you're like, oh my god, they can't be a couple as well. This Is weird. is there some sort of three-way thing going on here? But then then the reaction is, oh no, this is a first-time thing. They have not done yeah. this before. This is this is uh, spiralling out of yeah. their feelings of what's going on. Yeah, so they've got a thing brewing now. Yeah. Man, there's so much in this episode. And considering how slowly it moves, it's shocking just how much there is. It's it's been very it's been very economical with how it gives you information. And it's doing it, it in a very smart way for the most part. It is, and it's very rare. Unless it's something very important, it's rare that it tells you just one thing at a time. Yeah. And then, like it, it's always just giving you multiple things. Then on top of this near the end of the episode as well, the sister who wants the? Who should be? Who's running the the lumber mill? But is pissed at the Asian lady again. We'll have some of these names worked out as we go through a couple of the episodes. She is working in cahoots with Laura's father. Yeah, because we see her talking the phone, push it down, and it cuts to him with yeah. his hand on the phone, and he's so yeah. There's all these. See, it's very twisty, very tangly. There's a web of connections with all these characters. There is, and. It's almost hard to like when when I'm saying it like this, it sounds hard to follow. But it isn't when you're and watching I, it. I'm struggling more talking about it now than I was when I was watching it. Everything made complete sense. Like I got every single relationship as I was watching them. Yeah, it all worked when you're you're watching. The information is displayed in a very clean way. Is there anything about the case I've forgotten? Is there anything they found? That I'm, I don't think there is. But uh, no, we did the we did the safety deposit box, money, diary, key, yeah, erotic magazine. Um, which is a connection to the other victim, which... Yeah, necklace we've done. I think that's everything. Yeah, I think that's everything. So, no, uh, great pilot. I, I, I like it Oh, absolutely. It sets up all these cookie things. There's a lot of great, sort of, almost absurd moments where the musical kind of jazzy. Yeah, there's, it is, it's very uh, swing, It's because the, the two yeah. themes are so, there's the two, there's the main one, which, you know, it the kind piano of comes theme. in a lot. Yeah, yeah the yeah. piano and the, the synth. Yeah. And then there's the kind of swing with the walking bass, kind of use, it's like a, a detective, it's the sort of thing you get in like a 70s or 80s detective show. 
But the funny thing is, it, it tends not to be playing during the detective scenes. It's not. It's usually during other things. Yeah. yeah. But it's the, that sort of music. Because the first time it plays is... Uh, I live at the school at the diner. I can't remember which, but it's those scene, those type of scenes that's getting that music. Yeah, and the last one I recall it with is, you know, when they're all in the jail cells mm. and, and they're doing that. It's uh, with the, the three guys. It plays over that as well. Yeah, because uh, when they take James in, he goes to a cell, but they've already arrested Bobby and his friend because they were in a fight at the at the, the local bar and like they're staring at him and they're like howling at him saying they're going to kill him or whatever and yeah james is just standing there staring like a psychopath kind of thing kind of scared like but it's very very intense stare yeah yeah but it, yeah it's playing over that and it's very strange because like i say it's typically associated now with detective shows and that sort of investigation and while the show kind of is that it's not using it in any of those scenes it's very offbeat. It gives it like a sort of pulse, a sort of energy that yeah. is interesting. Yeah. It definitely gives it a different vibe. Like you say, it is, it is an offbeat thing, which is why it works, because it's kind of giving it this kooky feeling that it's not quite right. Yeah. Uh, small scene as well after, because Donna sneaks out, because they, they put in a curfew. Uh, Cooper says they should put in a curfew because there's a serial killer now and we have to keep everyone under 18 off the streets at night. And Donna sneaks out, and when her dad picks her up at the station after the police have got her, when, when she was with James, mm. they have this little scene which, like, obviously, you, you can realise how upset me and your mother must have been, given what's just happened to one of your friends, <laughs> like, yeah, you disappearing. Yeah. But I also know you're smart enough that this is, must have been important, whatever it was. And he ends up just kind of getting along with her and forgiving yeah, her. Yeah, I realise the scene goes, right, you took your sister's bike, didn't you? And, and you, she uh, yeah, uh, where is it? It's, it's back at the, the bar. Well, we better go get it then, haven't we? Yeah, and it, what I like about that is it sets her character up as being, at least from what we've been learning about Laura, the polar opposite. Yeah, it's it's setting her up as being a very responsible young woman, as opposed to Laura, who seems to have been into a lot of seedy shit. Yeah, and it's even a small moment where, where she she's borrowing a suspect, but she offers to she'll refill the air in in the back mm. tire. Like it's it's something that's she didn't have to do, but it's like yeah, sure, we'll get that done. Yeah, so. It really sets that up, and also get like these two were like best friends, and they were this different. Yeah. Now, how much does she, she says she knows her better than she thought she did? But like, how, how to what extent? Exactly. That's where it makes you question. It's like, what sort of front was Laura putting on? Yeah. So, very very interesting. But we're looking forward to unravel this. Like, like like I say, the filmmaking is very good. It's not afraid to sit back and let something play out. Like uh, the scene where. Bobby comes back to school and when he first enters just before the, the teacher says come on you need to come and see the, the principal uh, and obviously the sheriff the entire scene plays out from behind his friend in the corner mm. and it just stares there the entire time yeah and then he, he kind of like sort of dances his way back to the door speaking of dancing actually when we first go to the school there's a scene just after we've been introduced to Donna and Audrey that as the bell rings and the, the, all, the, all the kids like disperse into the classrooms there's one random kid who shuts his locker and just dances sideways out of the scene. I saw that. It's just a subtle little David Lynch touch. Like, yeah, yeah, just something to give you a little chuckle. A little weird thing. Uh, else? Audrey, we need to talk about Audrey and what she does. So she's the daughter of the businessman who works with Laura's dad. And she hears that, oh, we, we can't tell these all these you know foreign businessmen about the murder because we're trying to assure them this is a safe place to come and 
yeah. you know, start their business or expand their business, whatever. And work with so, us. of course, she walks straight in. She walks in and acts all upset and tells them what happened. Yeah. And we, we see them all even, and she looks evil and cackling. And, and it's really fun to watch. It is really funny to, to watch her be a mischievous. Because even before that scene, when she finds all this out, she's sitting playing with a cup. She's got a pencil, and she's kind of screwing into the cup. And I just thought she was fidgeting. But then when she actually gets through, the, the coffee spills out like, that was full? Well, no, no, it's worse. She gets in, but she leaves it in, and then she goes, what will happen if I pull it out? And then she does, and then it all spills yeah, out. Yeah. But it's like, because at first I assumed it was an empty cup. I thought she was just I did too, fiddling. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a little troublemaker. Yeah, she's she's very much the stereotypical, like, it seems at least she's playing the stereotypical, like, 80s bitch. Yeah, but I'm sure as well. I'm sure but there's again, more. She seems to be friends with Donna. Donna sort of smells at her wackiness in, in the school. Yeah. And we get, yeah, so it's like, how are these people all friends? How do they connect? Like, I'm sure we'll get a lot of that as we go on. Yeah. Do you know what, what my biggest problem was? Go on. It made me want donuts. I, me too. My, that table of donuts. Thank God. <laughs> oh my God. Especially those ones that were completely covered in chocolate, like all the way around. I know. And then, and then we was like, hmm, let's get, I want a donut when I was in the car. God damn it! You're like, it's, oh, just the, it's the super girl effect, isn't it? Yeah, he was like, please, you're like, please don't have a scene later without eating donuts because I, I, I can't take it. And I then know. They walk into this heavenly layout of donuts. I think I'm gonna have to buy donuts for the next time, just <laughs> just in case. I don't trust it anymore. I will say this: this show, I don't like coffee, but I wish I did, just so I could quote the show on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, I get that because I don't think he's actually said the phrase yet. But starting next episode, he does say that's a damn fine cup of coffee. Yeah. And he does say damn good food in this one, but not a damn fine yeah. cup of coffee. It's it's, it's funny because given that the show's, what, 25 odd years old, and that's one of the few things I know about it. There's <laughs> a damn like, fine cup of yeah, coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know any other spoiler. I don't know the premise. I don't know any of the spoilers about anything, but I know that. It's kind of some meme. You get, you get the meme. meme. When they announced yeah. this was coming back, there was tons of people posting photos of them smelling the coffee. Like that was the, yeah, yeah, it was. That was the the thing. So, so yeah, it's back in May. Uh, we're going to catch up, and so far, so good. Uh, fantastic. I have pilot. to say, I'm I'm looking forward to it being back in May a lot more than I was three hours ago. Yeah, because you're wondering what's this going to be like. Yeah, I'm wondering what what's the show going to be. What was yeah? We we know it's Cooper coming back to Twin Peaks after all the time. Yeah, right. we know but, that much, but that's it. And I think they've even said they're not even going to do a proper trailer. You may get some sort of weird cryptic teasers, but no. I'm okay with that. I don't think they yeah. they don't need to at this point, do they? They're but smart. As far as I know, Lynch is writing and directing all of it. It's a big ask. It's 18 hours of like Twin Peaks, and it's all him. Yeah. Damn. And it's it's going to have a. It's not something that's going to continue. It's going to be a one time event of these 18 episodes, and I'm just like. Well, okay, give it to me. Because he's got something cooking up. Yeah. I mean, if he's come back and... and obviously, because we know there was a lot of negotiating issues and he clearly wanted to do this. It's not something they've come on, can we do this? Yeah. He's got yeah, the idea. They wanted to slash the budgets and he he stood his ground and threatened to leave and there was a whole hubbub about it. And they, then they sorted it out. They made their decisions, whatever they did, to, to win him yeah, over. Yeah, we don't know what exactly it went down, but... but yeah, but either way, we're getting it. It's been through some turmoil, and I'm looking forward to it. But no, pilot's great. I uh, highly, highly recommend checking it out. It's a little bit weird, of course. Very, very pulpy in a very intentional way. 
Yeah. But everything feels very deliberate. Every scene is given the time to breathe and made to feel important. The direction's very good. Like I say, I'm a little bit concerned perhaps about the, the shorter episodes now. CI manages that pacing on a on a shorter time scale, but I'm sure it'll be alright. Well we'll find out next week. Because that's we when we'll have episode two. So Thank you very much for watching. Let us know what you thought of the pilot of Twin Peaks. If you've seen it, if you're watching along with us, that'd be cool. Uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff it helps us out a lot and like I say we'll be going weekly probably for season 1 but then with season 2 we'll probably speed up a little bit because we need to get to them a little bit quicker to make the the May date and yeah and I'm sure there's at least half a dozen weird things we didn't talk about because there was so much but yeah we we went for a long time on this and I still feel like we can't have covered everything (laughs) no there's so many little things in here and we haven't even got to backwards speaking or other things Mm. <laughs> sounds fun yeah so thanks very much guys keep watching TV keep watching Twin Peaks and we'll see you next time